This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. Today's episode, it's a solo episode, just me, and I'm going to actually go through a conversation that I have all the time, and I do mean all the time. So generally what's happening is I always get people who ask me, what's next? What do I need to do next after I got this thing? I just did my OSHA uh, 500 class. What's next? I just finished my COSS, Certified Occupational Safety Specialist. What's next? I just got my CSP. What's next? I get that all the time. Sometimes it's for being a consultant. You know, what do I need as a designation to show I'm a qualified and competent consultant? Sometimes it's just, what do I need for that alphabet soup? You know, that alphabet soup. The one that says you have to have a whole bunch of parentheses with letters and initials behind your name. That's what I get all the time. So we're going to make an episode of it. It's the best way to do that, right? Get an episode going. So that's what I'm going to do. Just a brief conversation. But before I do... If you have not listened to this podcast before, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I've been a safety consultant since 2008, so it's been a while. Not as long as some other people, even some of my guests, but it's long enough. But I honestly want to make sure that I just let you know I'm here to help, and that's what the show is for. So without any further ado, let's get right into this one. All right, gang. So this is something that I always get. I mean, literally all the time. What do I need to do for my safety certification? What do I need to do in order to be a consultant? What certificate should I be looking for next? I just finished this one. So this is what I tell you, or I'm going to tell you. Celebrate what you just finished first, before we go into anything else. Let's just celebrate that just a little while. Get used to that one. Get used to your your designation that you just got before you start thinking about the next one. Get used to making sure that you you got all the information that you just finished getting before you start thinking about what's next. It's always the what's nextism. Is that a thing? I don't think I'm going to make that a thing. What's nextism? Cut it out. You're next. That's it, right? Doesn't always have to be what's next. You're good enough. Let's start there. Okay. I haven't sufficiently just got you all going about 
I'm good enough yet. So let's go ahead and talk about what I usually tell people. So the question is, what designation do I need to become a safety consultant? That's the question I get the most. Second is, especially students that just finished a designation course, and they're always, always asking, what do I need next? That's the other one. So let's start with the consultant one first, because that one might be more cut and dry, straightforward. I haven't talked about this topic in a while. It's been one of my early episodes, one of my single digit episodes, I believe, was the last time I talked about safety designations specifically. And if you don't know by now, or if you're brand new to this podcast, you probably aren't aware that I am a contract instructor for the Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in the USA. And as a contract instructor, I teach the Certified Occupational Safety Specialist class. Last year, I believe it was over 200 students I taught. Because I'm doing, you know, doing a math. Doing once a month, basically. 20 students each month. All right, there we go. Math. Then I also teach the Certificate of Occupational Safety Manager all from Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge and they do that once a quarter and generally it's about I don't know 15 roughly students each time so that's another bunch of students let's add another 60 to that how's that for the cost end I see a lot of students so let's uh let's go through what I tell them first and this is for consulting sign First, to be a consultant, you got to think about your specialty. What are you good at? What are you targeting? Who are you targeting? What do they look like? Where are they? What is the business? Then secondly, what does this industry look for to prove professionalism? So it's very easy to say, get this certificate, get that certificate, get this certificate. But I may not help you. The thing you should be looking for and thinking about is in the industry that I want to get in or I'm currently in, what certificates mean the most? And there's a bunch of them out there. I mean, just a bunch. You could do a search for safety certifications and you're going to see quite a few. I would venture to say it's probably high 40s by now. So what you're really looking for is what industry are you trying to get into? And then select a certification. If you're young enough or you got the, the gumption to go back to school, then I would say even before you think about a safety certification or designation, get that degree. So think about it. If you could come into a... Um, a client's office, give them your resume, and on that resume is showing the colleges you've gone through or the college level certificates, not even certificates because they're degrees, the degree you have, then that's good. If you're a doctor and you're showing them a doctor, a doctorate versus showing somebody a bachelor, then you already have gotten 
uh, ahead of the game, if you will. So start with schooling first. <laughs> I tell my students that all the time. Start with schooling first. If you have the opportunity to go online, there's a bunch of online classes where you could actually take safety and health courses online. So you want to focus on a safety and health or environmental health and safety course in college. Get a degree. Bachelor's, master's, doctorate. First and foremost, that's the best thing to do. And that's going to get you way, way up ahead of anyone else. And it's going to help you when you get into your actual consultancy. You now could say that you are, um, well, you'll be addressed as Dr. Whoever. Consultant Whoever is a um, MPA like me. I'm a master's of public administration. That's MPA. Or this person has an MBA, Masters of Business Association. That's a lot better. And it's going to be administration, sorry. If you're going to go the designation route, let's say you, uh, you do not have a college degree, but you get a high school um, bachelor's, or you may have the equivalent, but you want to do a designation. You already know I'm partial to costs and cost M, so I'm going to tell you those are great because you don't need anything as a prerequisite. You're not just testing just to test. You're literally going through a week worth of hazard identification, and then you're also going to go through, how do I fix this? In the cost class specifically, we're talking about abatement through the eyes of OSHA, However, if you're outside of the U.S., that may not help you as much. But it is an international certificate, so, you know, I'm partial to that one. There's another one out there called CSP, which is Certified Safety Professional. And the Certified Safety Professional has the lion's share of people hearing about that one. So, excellent marketing. And I'm thinking that if you are going to be a consultant and you're looking to try to get some sort of recognized degree or recognized certification that everyone will be able to see. All right, cost, CSP, can't go wrong with either one of those. If you're an industrial hygienist, you need to get the CIH, Certified Industrial Hygienist. That's a must. That looks really good on your resume or if you're going to do a proposal and you do the about me part in the proposal that's good so honestly that's a start however if you're going to be a specialist consultant then think about the specialty area you're in you might want to become a qualified environmental professional or a registered environmental manager if you're going to be doing more of the E part of the EHNS, the environmental part, that's the E. Or maybe you're more prone to risk and you want to see if you can get an associate in risk management at ARM. Yeah, maybe you could do that. Think of what are the clients you're going for, what designation looks good to them. If you don't know that, go to one of those job sites. Look up what the recommendations are on the job sites. 
and then you'll be able to see this job or these this group of jobs we'll say it that way they're always looking for this certification and then go get that certification so that's a good one to think about and again for a safety consultant you honestly want to look for what do people already recognize as being you know top dog first that's a degree and then secondly, in the designation side, again, what designation can they just look at or at least hear the acronym and be like, hmm, okay, I'm familiar with that one. And really what you're doing is you're giving them uh, some information that's going to give them confidence in you is really what it boils down to. But even better than that, give them references. When you could have references, now you, we're talking that's why people put on their websites, these are my clients, and they have a whole uh, list of different clients that they have on their website. That's the reason they're doing that. Same thing. When you're a consultant, you want to tell them, hey, I consulted for this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. So regardless of what your actual designation would be, or if you even have one, eh, you're getting social proof from other people. And a designation, certification, degree, it's proof. Degrees are proof that you are just, well, depends on the level, but honestly, that you could do the coursework, which is a big thing. And then also, it's a, a verification that you could stick it out, make it through the end, get that piece of paper, as people like to say, but it's a valuable piece of paper, and if you don't have it, you'll be talking about that piece of paper all the time. All it is is a piece of paper. Yeah, you don't have it. Go get it. <laughs> Alright, don't want to be surly on you. Not too surly, at least. Just a little you know, eye-opener, a little kick in the booty. How's that one? So the other thing that we're going to talk about here and I only mentioned like a couple certificates, a few handful, but I'm trying to get you the philosophy behind it. Why, instead of always asking, you know, what certificate do I need next? What do I need to do next? Let's think of it a different way. So first we're talking about clients. What do we want the, what the clients want to see? What makes them comfortable in seeing? And then you got to go get that. But then secondly, what designation, what certification is the one that matches with my experience? Go get that. So if you're very experienced in, you know, let's say your experience as a, a ergonomics. Would that be well, ergonomic? Ergonomist? That's probably the better way of saying it, right? You guys, just, that's it. I'm going to go with that one. Ergonomist. So now you got a mindset on that one, so you can start looking at any certifications that have to do with that, and there's a certified professional ergonomist. That sounds wrong. I don't know. Tell me what that is. Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. Go ahead and send me an email. Or if you're on LinkedIn, look me up. So LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Sheldon Primus. Uh, do it like phonetically so I can really read it and understand it. 
ergonomist. Sounds about right. So then the other thought, and again, we're going through thoughts, we're going through ideas, we're trying to get your minds into certification mode. Yes, it's good to have a certification, better to have a degree, but why do we need the alphabet soup? Why do we need more and more and more and more? Is it because you feel deficient in your own knowledge and understanding, or are you trying to impress people? So that's the key. Why? If it's trying to impress people, then impress them by the work you do. Impress them by your client list. That's going to do the exact same thing and probably even more, I should say. Not the exact same. That's going to do even more when you can show them a client list versus your certification. If you've got seven certifications and zero clients, and you're right up against someone that has seven clients and zero certification, you guys are in a neck-and-neck -neck battle, and chances are seven past clients will beat out seven certifications with no client. I'm just saying. So let's go ahead and get that part done. So if you're really, really just tore up about getting more certifications, then honestly, you're just looking for, for just letters behind your name. That doesn't mean it's bad. It means that you're trying to get a foot in the door, and that's what you're doing. So look up the companies you think would be your target market, like literally go on their website. Look for what they have listing as their um, safety officers. Look at the designations they have. That might be a good way for you to figure out what you want because apparently they're hiring people with that certification in that position. Use that as your, your guideline. So there's a lot out there. So generally what you're going to be looking for is, is the certification accredited? Your degrees will be accredited, and I keep beating that horse right there, right, with the degree. So if you haven't figured it out, that's my preference. However, when you're going with certifications, then at that point, you're going to be looking for who is accrediting the certification, what kind of time and renewal and everything else is it going to take to keep this thing going, and then look up that certification the initials behind it who's accepting this thing you could go to any of those job uh, sites out there and you could check with those job sites and see you know what's the experience like and that's going to help you it's going to guide you it's going to direct you kind of was looking at a few different myself i'm kind of flipping through the website as i'm talking to you guys uh, different websites on different uh, degrees and certifications needed for different jobs again it's just still telling me that a lot of these jobs are constantly looking for or at least looking for someone who has uh, experience in the field and then secondly you want to have the degree and then most of them are saying you should have the ability to get a designation when you get started. It's better to have it. Yes, I know if you're going to go ahead and try to uh, impress a company by having it, and that's going to help you where 
ahead of time, you are going to go and look to see exactly what they're asking for. But uh, you, you do want to make sure that um, you're prepared. So that's what's going to help you. It's going to help you get prepared. Uh, some of the higher up safety jobs, I'll let you know right now, you're going to need a bachelor's. Uh, you may need a bachelor's in a safety uh, realm or just a bachelor's minimum. That's the higher up you go. But if you're going to be stuck or at least you're going to be in the safety specialist side, okay, specialist, you're not going to need that uh, degree yet. But if you want to be a manager or above, a director, you're going to have to end up getting in there. Or if you're going to be a C-suite person, chief safety officer, you're definitely going to need at least a ma uh, bachelor's, but possibly a master's. So at that point, you are going to be looking for HR to help you with that decision. So again, this is leading me right back to designation is secondary to degree. However, when you're ready to choose a designation, you really, really have to look at the outcome, not just what you want, not just the letters you have or playing with other people's designations by looking at that. You really want to see what is best suited for my experience. And when that answer comes through, that's going to lead you to a designation. So, summing up, degree. Then after degree, get a certification that you could actually use by, or at least you could find by looking at the end, who you want to get hired by. And then after that, you're going to really want to make sure that you're going to get the certification that is going to be good for the clients so that's what you're looking for all right well i just want to thank you for listening and uh i do have a event coming up i haven't done one of these in a while it's going to be my first event for 2022 uh, early bird general admission tickets are open right now and what this thing is is i am going to help people with u.s osha issues we are going to demystify OSHA to the degree that you're going to be really, really comfortable with any OSHA issues. So I'm going to tell you the future of OSHA, especially now in the Joe Biden era. We're going to go over OSHA record keeping because that is the way OSHA is going to find you in the future. They're going to get really strong about that. We're going to talk about how are you going to survive an OSHA audit going to talk about written compliance for your written program compliance and then understanding training requirements this isn't just a regular one hour squeeze everything in webinar this is going to be a good webinar that we're going to um, take some time in you could even call it a workshop if you will it's going to be may 24th 2022 so this year from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, May 24th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll do a lunch in there too. So it's going to be, you know, 
like if you're showing up for a half day seminar somewhere physically, you're gonna do that too. So how you get to it is you're gonna go to primuswebinar.com. My last name, Primus, P-R-I-M-U-S, webinar.com. And again, right now we've got two early uh, bird tickets available. One is just the general mission tickets. And that's again for the full session. So 9 a.m. to 1. And that's only 75 bucks. But if you want to do the early bird plus tickets, that's going to give you the early bird tickets. It's going to give you the compliance, ocean compliance masterclass virtual course. And then it's also going to give you one month free of safety consultant TV. So all of that is included in the early bird plus tickets. And that is for 175. So only for a hundred more, you get all those other things, including the virtual course that I did, which is the uh, OSHA compliance masterclass. That alone is 375 bucks by itself. So you guys are gonna make out. So right now you've got the early bird admission. So you could buy, there's two different types of early bird tickets. Again, early bird general admission, early bird plus. So get on that as soon as you can, because starting May 1st, early bird tickets are gone. General admission will be going up from $75 to $125. So you want to get on that. I am so grateful that you're here with me. Thank you so much. I am looking forward to hearing and seeing you in our Demystifying OSHA Compliance webinar, May 24th. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.